0: Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Searching for clues to discover God's mysterious plan for your family? Then don't change that dial. Join us now in our discussion of the Mystery of Parenthood. Here are your hosts, Trey and Stephanie Cashin.
1: Good afternoon. Uh, you have, you're have you listening to a New Time for uh, Mystery of Parenthood, 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. Um, Stephanie's actually in Louisiana with her mother, trying to take care of a few things, but she'll be here uh, in the future, and um, I know that I've got... Daddy's here with me, but he's a little under the weather. Good afternoon, Trey. I'm going to do the best I can to help you out. Yeah, you're doing great. (laughs) Let's go ahead and start with our prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity. may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in the family and through the family. We ask this of you who is life, truth, and love with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. John Paul II, pray for us. Holy Family of Nazareth, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Ignatius of Antioch, one of my favorites, by the way, today. Uh, Pray for us as well, please.
0: Pray for us, yes. And, uh, Trey, what was that that you you ended that prayer with? You did something with
1: your your hand and (laughs) across your body? (laughs) He's already segueing. Uh, What's that called? It's called the sign of the cross. Really? Yes. yes. (laughs) That's that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Well, we're going to talk about signs. I think, you know, it's it's one of those things I, I... Again, you know, this week in the readings, um, Jesus is approached by some people who who ask for a sign. Um, I heard recently, and interestingly, a uh, a Protestant preacher on the radio I'm not sure whom, talking about the fact that we that that they in their in their churches were losing the significance, I guess. It's kind of redundant, but the significance of signs, um, and that, and that, you know, that they only do their, the Lord's supper, you know, once a month or once a quarter. Um, but anyway, th- there's, the, he was talking about how we as even a culture are kind of, um, losing a sense of signs. And so it's, it's funny. I mean, I'm i I'm a, you know, old football coach and, um. And I know how much signs, say in athletics, um, play a part in it. And I think it's an opportunity to teach because I think we need to extend beyond, you know, signs, um, beyond signs in in our world that we see and point them out, and then extend that into the liturgy and the way we treat our children. Uh, to include, obviously, the sign of the cross. But I think one of the things is, is that when we, we know that God, um, from the very beginning, uses the idea of signs or images, even in the... I mean, listen to this. I mean, this is the beginning. And so it's first page of the Bible, Genesis one twenty six and following. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And so God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them from the very beginning. God is pointing out the fact that there is something invisible, this invisible God that's being made um, visible through the image. In in fact, I mean, if you really think about it, um, and, and this is true, it's part of the theology of the body. Our bodies are signs. From the very beginning have been signs, and so that's another reason why it's important for us to um teach and we will get to the sign of the cross, but I just want to point out that from the beginning um God is talking about images and signs, things that elicit other responses, for example, I mean you know i'm i you know in this town, I'm sure this is if if you haven't heard it, please don't stop listening because you're hearing it here first but but I went to that other school over in Austin, and and I took my son to to the Texas Oklahoma football game this past weekend, and oh, so cool! Uh, yeah, so it, which was a lot of fun. I hadn't been since like nineteen ninety four, but you know, you sit there and so so and, and it happens with other schools as well. They all do it, but you are know, you trying to convert
0: the, him? Or are you trying to get him to go to? No, he's, I think school? he is going. Oh, to, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. But, uh, that's, that's God willing and creeks don't rise, but he's A been box accepted. On all your houses. He's <laughs> been ex- I'm kidding. He's been I'm accepted, kidding. but, but you know, so one of the things that oh, it's funny, it's funny. One of those, one of the things is, you know, we have the hook em, horn sign and you know, every time. And the, and of course, A&M has the, has the, the thumb up the gig sign. But but on the hook 'em horns, it's it's funny, not funny, how much emotion is elicited by by either having it up or what OU loves to do is to point it point it down and make sure to sh- make sure to show that as such. And that's what Aggies used to do. Too. And Aggies d- and Aggies did it too. And some pretty much anybody that even even people that were not rivals with will do it. But it, there's something uh, I don't know what the right word is. It's guttural. I mean, it's like inside mm-hmm. that really offends me right by 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 that i'm like you know i don't turn things upside down for that but 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 it elicits a response and it made me really think about how much signs are kind of built into our life how much it it is to be human is to be able to look at something or to touch something or to hear something and it uh, just think i mean you know uh, for for aggie's you know the aggie wore him or whatever i mean just the music itself elicits some emotion. Yeah. The flip side, same thing for me. When I hear that, it's a different feeling you know, <laughs> or, or when I don't, but the bottom line is, is I think all of that, the sounds, the, the things we touch, the smells, everything about us communicates to us that, that, that we're human. Can I tell a quick, quick yeah. story about your sure. college science? So I'm
0: from Colorado. We don't, we don't do that. So when I moved down here with my wife thirteen years ago and she's explaining all this to me, you know, I'm thinking, Okay, this is
1: a little different.
0: Every school has its own sign. And she joked about how she went to Southwestern University in Georgetown for a couple of years before she came here and she played volleyball there. And the kids there, they came up, they're the Buccaneers. Oh, and yeah. they came up with their own sign. Oh, oh. <laughs> they put one. They put their left hand over their eye, and then they took their right hand and made like a hook out of it. Oh no! And moved oh, the right the hand so that they're like a pirate. Uh, and that man. was what they used to joke joke around with. So,
1: well, I think I think that you know it's it may it makes me even more aware of the fact that it shouldn't surprise us that the author of, of life and of love. Of creation, God Himself. But there is a little truth
0: there in that story I was telling that fits in with what you are talking about. Is that that group of students from this small little school? Yeah, they wanted to. They wanted to fit in. They wanted to have their school signed, too, just like all the other schools oh, yeah, you know, in, the cr- in Texas. Cr- everybody were. Wor- so there is something of, like you are saying. There is something about wanting to
1: have, you know, a sign. A sign that makes us. I mean, it, it, you think about all it does. A sign does. A sign makes us feel apart. <laughs> it elicits emotion. It. Um, makes us separate from somebody else, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 I I can't, I can't bring myself. That's (laughs) a bad word today though, be separate
0: from somebody else.
1: Why not? But you know, that's, you know, we're, we're unique and unrepeatable and, and we're, and there's nothing wrong with, as long as we understand that we can be unified, but different, you know, we can be, how do we know that again? That's that's a theological way that God has revealed Himself and us being in His image. The fact that He is a Trinity—Father, Son, and Holy Spirit—shows that diversity Amen. of of personhood does not mean um, does not mean inequality. Does not mean and it does not necessarily disunity. Necessitate
0: sameness either.
1: Does, does it, it's not. In fact, it, that's the that's the great that's the great lie. Of of the times, and that's really where we are right now. Because I think I think with the you know the battle of the sexes, I think that movie's out now. That you know the Bobby Riggs and and Billy Jean King oh yeah yeah deal like that. This sense that we that that equality is based on being the same. Well, in a sense, that's true, but it's only half the story. I mean, the, we are the same from the standpoint that we're all created in in the image and likeness of God. We all are loved by God, but but to claim that we're different or set apart in a in some way does not necessarily, as this world would maybe have it, say that well, we're not equal then. Um there's this, you know, there's this idea that like everybody's gotta be the same right. to be equal. And and that's just not true. It's never been true. Um and God himself making us in his image like us makes us male and female like <laughs> Like I read, and that male and femaleness kind of reveals to us that yes, we're equal, male and female, but we're different. And the fact that we're different is good. So even even in the in the idea of, of signs, we can do it. That's moving forward, I think, because when you start talking about human sexuality with your children in the context of a Christian view of it, it, it sees human sexuality as a great sign It's it's a great sign of who god is of christ's relationship with this church of what love and life in concept actually looks like concretely when done appropriately but let's that that's kind of moving forward so you have to lay the groundwork now in in teaching your children signs and so as children grow up you can you can you can begin with, there's nothing wrong with beginning with, um, things that elicit emotion in them. Just again, you're asking questions. So if, if, you know, why do they put their, those two fingers up or what, why do they say this or why they say get, hook them horns or gig them Aggies or whatever. Those are all things that elicit being, um, part of something that necessarily separates us, makes us different from somebody else. We have to teach our children in and through those signs that there's nothing necessarily wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Hey, Trey, this is Dennis Maka. How's my sound? Sound okay. Yeah, you sound great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I forgot to mention the number one rule. We can say "sick'em bears" because we're in Waco now, but oh, the okay. "hook'em." I,
1: I, I can't. You can't do that. I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I just had to come in and tell you. that. Uh, okay. I don't know if that's allowed. But okay. Yeah. Well. Not that it to brings it, any emotion into the.
1: Well, exactly. This is my point. <laughs> I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear that we
0: we do not say "hook'em horns" in my house. <laughs> that's Stop. right. That's so. all
1: right. Well, bottom line is. Carry on. Yeah. Thank you, Dennis. But thanks for making the point I, I i think it does it does elicit um response so there's a song there's you know, like if you go to a high school game there's a school song there's there's an alma mater there's a fight song there's there's all this stuff that kind of labels you as i'm part of this group as opposed to that group that's part of being human um and so i think it's important to point that out to our to our children um and and maybe use those circumstances. Just just say, look, we're different in these ways. But you know, I, I would think that Dennis and uh, and even my f- good friends in Waco, uh, my best one of my best friends is a is a big Baylor Bear. Um, that that while we can kid each other or make fun of each other or even say we can't say those those words, that we we recognize even in that difference that we still have a deeper abiding unity in the person of Christ. I think that's, that is part of just the lesson, you know, I mean, we, when we first started, we started to say, we love our Aggies, you know, because we do, but that doesn't mean that we don't catch grief or give grief when, when appropriate, but always in love, not in, not in, uh, antagonism for antagonism's sake. So, um, Anyway, you can walk away from a football game or whatever and say it still can be friends with this person even though you know maybe there was some ribbing or maybe even right. some intensity. Associated. Plus an
0: appropriate level of tribalism, let's say in college football fandom, that's essential to what makes it what it is. Right. If, if everyone went, walked around saying... Oh, you know, UT is great, and A and M is great, and Baylor's great, and they're just all—they're all great, all and I great. like them all the same. It's that wouldn't be fun.
1: It's boring. There wouldn't be the fun of it. It's boring. It's when it when it when it it can be it can be taken too far, sure, and can lose sight of the fact that there's a deeper abiding unity, even amidst that uh, difference. But to say that the way to get to that unity is to dismiss the difference to dismiss the signs is fallacy. It's not, it's not consistent with the revealed truth. And it's not even consistent with our own experience because our own experience says there's something good about that. You know, there's something good about feeling that emotion, feeling that, 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 um, living and dying with your team is part of, yeah. And it just, as long as it doesn't end up being, I'm going to hurt somebody because they're from somebody else or I'm going to, Denigrate myself. them or go or hurt or whatever, <clears throat> but to live in that—that's that's—we're meant for that, to be different but unified, and this world unfortunately sends that. And signs are part of that. The 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 signs are part of what make you know us different, um, bodily difference in in male and female, but you know, a Gigamaggie sign or a Baylor Bear, you know, uh whatever. That claw, whatever, they claw, do. whatever that is. Or or the horn no frog. No offense, Waco sign. Or, or sorry. the or the horn frog, whatever that is, the two knuckles. Uh <laughs> or the uh, or the Southwestern Buccaneer uh, right, Pirate. Exactly. Or the Buccaneer Pirate. That's what makes us different We're, and 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 also unites us with others on a superficial level. I think this what what this what this does is if we can talk about things like this and what signs do and how they do elicit emotions you know maybe even anger maybe excite whatever it does that that we can we can use those opportunities to teach um hey it's good that we're different it's good that we're passionate about but we got to we got to have a hierarchy of what's most important and i think it's a great opportunity to teach that you know i can be i can you know on Well, it used to be on Thanksgiving Day or whatever. On, 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 you know, for me at OU, um, you know, on a second Saturday in October, which has been forever, that game's played. Um, I don't particularly like them, but I can walk outside and 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 have a nice conversation with somebody and be friends with them going forward, even in our difference. And in fact. If we approach it correctly, that difference can actually help unite us more because then we can say, you know what, it would be boring if, if it weren't for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be boring if it weren't for the differences that we share, even if it's just on that one day. And that's just, I mean, think about a male and female, it's the same thing. It'd be boring without <laughs> without those differences. So right. to say that we have to be all the same, or and diminish the sign, or get rid of the sign, or say that that the sign of a male, the way a male looks, and a way a female looks, doesn't matter.
0: Right, um, and, and the church also and its tradition also says there's something you know unique about women's fellowship and women's spirituality right. and male fellowship and male spirituality, and there's there's something to, and there's a need for for you know, men to have uh, Absolutely. A, a prayer life and a community life together. So it, a lot of this also comes back to the great Catholic both. And that Absolutely. It's, it's not an either, or it's a both. And.
1: That, and that's what makes life exciting. I mean that you do, you, there, there are, there are, so it's not like, Hey, we have to do everything and everybody's got to be part of everything. There there are those things that are strictly male things. And there are those things that are strictly female things. That doesn't mean right. they're not equal. But it also doesn't mean that we can't that we can't see that the value of those differences actually coming together in union, right? So, you know, I mean, I think about that like I mean, we were here for the the, the horrible um, bonfire collapse, and to see kind of how that played itself out um, during that week and following, leading up to the leading up to the football game, particularly as that it was it was really extraordinary, I think, to see. People caring for each other in spite of their great um, differences. Um, I think it does. That. I mean, even in the Catholic Church, the the you have multiple rites that are that are equally Catholic. And Pope John Paul II was very clear in saying, "Look, we don't we want to preserve those differences. You know, we we they they communicate something different, but we we don't want to make everybody's liturgy." You know, we don't want the Roman liturgy and the Byzantine liturgy to look identical. We want them to stay different the way that they were originally done. So, again, in the church, it's that. I think in the family, you can extend it far. I mean, every child's different. Every child, they have a different personality. They have different gifts and talents. They, they're they different. I mean, I don't – you know, my family, it, it's pretty <laughs> – I mean, it's pretty clear how different they are, and we just say, "Look, it's a different. You don't like doing the same things, whatever." But as a sign, we have to be unified as a family, right? I mean, we can recognize those differences, be um, aware of them, maybe being aware of the fact that as a as a sign, we may not even like parts of <laughs> the way they're different, but we're going to love them anyway. So. Kind of not exactly where I, where I thought I was going to go with with this, but, but I think it's it's a valid point to to particularly in this culture to not be afraid to say I'm different, <laughs> but I'm equal. I I'm I I'm I am something separate from you, but unified to you. Um, we're not just one big. We're trying to get rid of every difference between us in order to gain unity. The both and is critical to that. The world always loves heresy, always loves, even within the Christians, always loves to take one and say, well, it's got to be this, got to be this. And the way to do that is, hey, this other thing that we're trying to hold up also is getting in the way. So let's just squash that, you know, grace and nature, you know, I mean, the, 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 that nature has to be to, in order to make sure that we understand that everything is grace and grace is everything, we have to just squash human nature and say human nature is utterly bad, that it's core evil when that's not that's not the truth. The truth is is it is indeed fallen, and everything is grace, our only ability to be saved is grace, but there is something good. That That grace is raising up, is making bringing towards uh, perfection. So we just got to hang on to the to those differences. And I think it gets us to this. I mean, symbols and signs are there because of what? Here's, here are the two things, and this is what the spiritual and the material they're, they're, we love to separate things out. We had this conversation yesterday. We love to say it's either or you know i'm praying now i'm working now it's something different you know i'm 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 acting and i'm thinking you know there is this kind of disintegration that is promulgated even in the name of spirituality and it's not if you listen to this talking about the liturgy which is the source and summit it's the center and the thing from which we gather and gain all the graces we need to actually go out and live the life Here's the catechism. A sacramental celebration, it says in 1145, is woven from signs and symbols. In keeping with the divine pedagogy of salvation, their meaning is rooted in the work of creation and in human culture, specified by the events of the old covenant and fully revealed in the person and work of Christ. God himself has said that we're going to use signs and symbols. Why? <laughs> the same reason, well, not the same reason. Ultimately, it's to point to the fact that our humanity is not inherently evil. Our bodily existence is not inherently evil. We're not trying to escape our bodies. God is showing us that it is in and through our bodies that that signs Help communicate things to us. That's why we get upset when somebody puts the horns down or when somebody says something against our team. It 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 causes something more, even bodily. Like you know, I I mean, I remember when our little kid, I think it was Trevor, would get angry and we'd get him to say, you know, put put yourself in self control. And that was the way we did that was kind of put put your hands in prayer hands. And, I mean, his whole body would vibrate. I mean, he would he, he would squeeze so hard. In other words, the emotion is experienced in and through the body, and then it's actually communicated out from the body. His anger was, you know, shaking. <laughs> he was so upset about something. And so everything that God has done has provided us with these signs and symbols. In fact, like today's reading... In in the first part of Romans, it's interesting um, here, for I'm I'm not ashamed of the gospel as the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. But it goes on and says, for what can be known about God is plain to them, talking about the people who have turned away from, because God has shown it to them. Since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity has been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. So St. Paul actually in Romans is saying people, (laughs) God has revealed himself in and through the creation, in and through the signs of the human world. And that is, I think, really important for us to remember. If we're not teaching our children to look for the signs, if we're not teaching our children to... Recognize signs and their value. You know, it's funny. You might appreciate this, uh, Thaddeus. I was over with a, with a friend slash okay. customer, and and uh, and he was just saying, you know, I I I will not buy Apple products. Period. And I'm like, oh, really? Why? Okay. Gotta, he, and he said, he said, turn your phone over. <laughs> I said, he goes, that's what what is that? It's a Apple with a bite out of it. Mm. Why do you th- why do you think that well I I I I have one and I'd have a hard time I think letting go of it but there's a person who's aware of a sign Yeah. <laughs> I have thought about that. You know, is aware of a sign um that I, nobody's denied that it it's probably pointing to the fall of humanity. <laughs> um and and the first bite of the apple, so to speak. I, uh, I've
0: resolved that with myself in that the actual text does not say apple; it just says fruit. Correct? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. I don't, and, but yeah. it's just traditionally, traditionally it's been, been portrayed doing, yeah. as an apple.
1: Or, but you can say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So <laughs> that's true. So, you could do that. I guess I don't. I don't Did know. You come for, back with uh, that in the uh, moment. Right. No, I didn't. But but at the but at the same at the same time, I think it, it communicates something. Every logo that's designed. Yep necessarily, I think somebody's trying to communicate something in and through those signs about what they stand for, who they are, those type of things. God does the same thing. And so we've got to take every chance we can as kids grow up to let them know that the invisible, what we feel, what's out there is com- is communicated in and through the visible, because we're human, not just the, the in and through the tangible. I guess I mean it could be smells, it could be taste, it could be um, something we hear. All those things communicate that, and so don't let those opportunities get by. I'd say as a as a young child, and we've talked about this before, Stephanie and I. One of, the, one of the first things that happens is, is a child will learn pretty quickly things that they want, typically long before they know how to act, actually communicate what they want. And that leads to temper tantrums. It leads to, because they, 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 they experience that, I, I've got something here that I want to communicate. I don't know how to do it. And so we've always said, look, one of the first things you should do is teach a child how to communicate please thank you point eat you know all the signs that are there and that's from the very beginning part of us helping them recognize that they are bodily creatures and that and that signs matter and that signs communicate and that ultimately when when we understand the signs we're all better for understanding the sign We're better when a child can put their hands to their mouth and and show they want something to eat and then a please behind it with with their hand and then a thank you after they've received it. When we communicate to them when they're about to lose it because they can't, say, hey, can you give us the sign for thank you? Because they can actually understand that long before they can actually say the words. It's true. And, And the beauty of that is the church as the great mother of all, I mean the bride of Christ, the church is actually using this in and through the liturgy and all of its sacraments. Every sacrament <laughs> that's done from the from the the source and summit, the Eucharist, the mass, all the way through any other sacrament, baptism, etc., always has something that it's trying to symbolize and communicate we need to engage our children in discussions regarding that and then tie it to the invisible so here's so the invisible and the visible are two sides of the same coin it's interesting that god the, the spiritual and the material decided to make man the only creature who is fully both capable of eternal life and a, a being that's matter a, a being that's that and that we're intended to be that way that's why it's so critical that we understand that that when we when we say the creed that we believe in the resurrection of the body our life is not spent to get out of this body so that we can be it but is to is to live a life that we a life of grace knowing, loving, and serving God in this life and spending eternity with him, which eventually will include our resurrection of our own body. To be human is to be both spirit and matter, is to be in some sense invisible and visible at the same time. And so signs are essential uh, to that. Who's the greatest sign? (laughs) Jesus himself. He's the sacrament par excellence. Icon of the living God. He's the icon. He's the, right. In Colossians 1.15, I'd written down here, he is the image of the living God. He reveals visibly, tangibly what, who God is, who the invisible God is. Right. And I, and I think that that's, again, that's part of the necessary dialogue that has to go on in a family, always pointing to this world always points to matter. (laughs) It always points to the stuff we can touch. We all, we always have to point to the fact that there is an invisible reality always on the other side of that. So,
0: and you talked about, um, heresy wanting either, or, you know, and, and icon of the living God brought me to the iconoclastic controversy in the eighth century in the, in the East. But there you go one side saying no no images no visual representations it goes of, on now. of Christ at all right and the church said no no that's not that's not truth right he he is what images of of Christ uh, help i'm going to i'm not going to explain this well or or summarize it well but it's it's critical to have well, so if, representations of him to to aid in our worship of him. We're not we're not worshiping the image. We're we're worshiping what the image represents or who the image represents. Just as Christ gives us a represent a human representation of of the loving eternal God.
1: Absolutely, and just like just like I have pictures of my mom and in, in my house to remember. I know that's not her, um, but I'm glad I have pictures of her to to help remember and mm-hmm. to recall her and her smile you know so it's again there is there is a temptation to say we're spiritual beings or we're, we're meant for heaven which is absolutely true and 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 this awareness that that this body in its fallen state can somewhat get in the not somewhat can get in the way of our actually realizing that so what some people do is say let's get rid of all that, that, that what you need to do is become completely dis- disconnected from that, and that's our happiness. Now, our happiness is actually a unified whole, uh, the, the spiritual kind of in and over, but not disconnected from the matter that's ourselves. And uh, that's what the incarnation communicates. We have to remind ourselves that, yes, Jesus is God, Jesus is God. Has always been God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. But we cannot, which people have attempted to do, dismiss the fact that He's a hundred percent human, and that that humanity is one hundred percent a revelation in the terms. What's a great teacher do? But deliver information in ways that are that are accessible to the people He's trying to teach. Well, what better way than the invisible God to come down and become one of us fully in every sense of the term, taking on our human nature in every sense of the term except for sin and allowing that so to to dismiss that or to put it off and not focus. I mean, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to know the truth, if you want to know the way then be found in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ in his humanity and Jesus Christ in his divinity, fully 100% God and man at the same time. We have to do that, but he's that sign. It's the same thing with the sacraments, which is getting to that. First of all, let's, let's start with the sign of the cross. The sign of the cross is something, it's a prayer, it is it is one of those prayers that's been taught forever, and and the great saints from the beginning have always said it is a powerful prayer if recognized as such and prayed as such. You, you know, you know, we were talking about this earlier. You know, you can whip through it, you know, because that's what I do, and not recognize what you're doing. But we should when we go into. Any setting, you know, whether it's before a meal or whatever, not be afraid to make the sign of the cross, you know, and in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, what that does is, as a sign, as long as people are making it, is, it's a prayer. I'm doing whatever I'm about to do in the name of the Father. I'm part of His family. Why am I the part of His family? Because what Jesus accomplished on the cross, that's the first thing. That's That's why we're signing the cross. We are not able to even be in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, separate from what he accomplished in his humanity and his divinity on that cross. And it's pointing us to the fact that we are in communion with and are meant to be in communion with the most holy trinity, to, to participate in that divine nature. And so we have to teach our children that this is a prayer. It's not a hurry up and get it over with. It's not, you know, when Father Father Mitch Packwell used to always say, you know, hey, it it is a it's a prayer of protection, it's a prayer of offering, it's a prayer of recognition of who we are, and of why we are who we are. In a in a ten five second prayer, ten second prayer. That you know, he always would say, "You do," and I and I find myself doing it. Is that you know, you know, we t- usually take it to the heart. You know, he's like, oh, bring it down." You know, <laughs> you want your whole body bring it down to the gut, bring it down to your gut. You know, and 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 cross it. And so, again, the sign is communicating mul- multiple levels, and that is something about a sign. <laughs> a sign is, as one of my professors used the word, polyvalent. Is there's layers of meaning. It's, it's not just one thing. It's it's a multitude of things, and so even in that prayer, the sign of the cross. You're, I mean, you're communicating who you are. You're part of God's family. You're communicating yep. that Jesus died for me. That you're communicating that God is a Trinity, a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Is is that family? You're communicating that you recognize that I'm under the protection of and in the family of a child of. God himself, and that what I'm doing, what I'm about to do, whatever it is, about to eat, about to say a prayer, about to go to mass, whatever it is, go to bed, I am doing it as who I am in the presence of God, recognizing that apart from him, I can do nothing.
0: You're also accepting the cross. You're also symbolically. Yes, yes. Taking it. up your cross,
1: yeah, you're like
0: you're, you're supposed to.
1: Absolutely, you're. And you're, that's what a, that means—that's another sign. I mean, it's so polyvalent. It's meaning. It's just it, it and it shouldn't be. I mean, the the cross itself points to, you know, think of all the things. The cross is, I, I guess, maybe it's still around. It was the height of that. God knew when He was coming, and He knew how He would die. And I find it interesting. And 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 Pope Benedict even points out that the cross itself, as a sign, points us to the. In the um human dimension of being in union with God, that vertical dimension that's that's grounded in in the earth you know that has to be the thing on which it stands. That union between us and man, and then the can't sign. abandon the
0: material. The material the, right. the world the, matters. Bringing,
1: bringing the bringing the spiritual, the invisible to the world.
0: Condescension,
1: yeah, condescension, all those things, and the cross, and then the fact that this horizontal thing is that we're meant to love people as well. There's the sign itself, again, God chose that sign for a purpose that we are both meant to be in communion with God and to be in communion with others as an image of God who is trinity father son and holy spirit three persons one god we're meant to be in communion not on an island by ourselves all right but so signs that's why you can chew on them forever <laughs> and you but you need to be careful you need to read and understand what what God intended those signs to mean so so one of those things is is just to point out to them when they maybe experience as they grow older, that signs make a difference, you know, the the thumb up or the two the the index finger and the and the pinky up, you know, or the whatever it is. I mean, those that those represent something, and there's something that they stand for. But that is at a much more superficial level, and that's why we can disagree, you know at a football game or on the week of a game, but still love one another outside of it because it's, it's superficial. But there are things that strike at the core of who we are, the signs, and those signs would be the signs that God has given us, the first and foremost being Jesus Christ himself, the image of the invisible God. But then we have to extend that and say, okay, well, if we're going to live this life down here, what other signs has he given us? Well the the, st- the second sign is the church herself. Well Mary is another one that teaches us that the church itself as being a lots of people like to use the body of Christ as something as something kind of non-tangible as this uh, we as the church we we as Catholics and most Christians have recognized that there is a a human concrete element that exists on this planet that, that extends beyond just me as a person to be the church. Jesus said on, I will build my church, not I'll build your church or I'll build churches that you all can all go to. (laughs) I will build my church. And given the fact that he was a hundred percent human, and given the fact that he was establishing a kingdom that would unite heaven and earth in and through his body, the church, we have to recognize that there is a visible, tangible church. And that sign is that. We as Catholics believe, and Christianity for 1,500 years believed that's the Catholic Church. So there's that. But then extend beyond that, and we'll go through because I think these are the great opportunities to teach, the sacraments themselves. Um, we'll start with the source and some. And we'll t- let's start with with the mass. Let's start with the Eucharist. I think that as parents, I think it's it's particularly when they're younger, again, what do you do? A sign, so Jesus says, you know, this is my body pointing to a piece of bread. The church, uh, the Roman Catholic rite of the church is, has has particular very specific ways that that bread is supposed to be made it has to be wheat has to be it has to be water you, there's no yeast it's unleavened all those things you can point to that and say that's the that's the that is the um that is a sign and that that is in fact Jesus Christ we believe that in the sacraments there they are fully signed, <laughs> fully symbol in the sense that they're meant to communicate, but they're fully efficacious. They actually make happen what they symbolize. So if you think about it, let's say it's bread he chose to be his body. It's wine that he chose to be. What do we do? We ingest that. That's something to chew on ourselves. that Jesus put himself in a situation where he could not hug us, actually go into us and flow in some, through the digestive system, in and through our very bodies, that's, that's intimate union, all right? So that's a sign that says that. Think about the fact that he did that. It could have been lots of other ways he could have chosen to do that, but God chose that. But further along, I think it's great. We, we did, years ago, we did a, a um, kind of family group. In fact, it was called Red Sea. That's where the Red Sea came from. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Red Sea came from this group of people who it was family. It was parents and children all together. And we one of the things we did was go through the through the sacraments and break them down as signs, and then and then teach them according to the signs. So one of the things that we were able to do, and I've mentioned this before, but I think it was so cool, is now Bishop Mike sis, but when he was when he was the pastor here at St. Mary's, he said, "Hey, let's." here's a Eucharistic recipe for Eucharistic bread. Why don't you let every family go home and do it? And we encourage them to say, okay, we're going to show a wheat, we're going to show a living wheat stock, I mean, or whatever it's called, growing out there and what the wheat looks like. Recognize that it has to go, well, actually we started with that, the wheat seed that goes into the ground, try to go through the whole process. The fact that it grew up, then it was harvested, the 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 wheat is separated and then that wheat is ground up and then it's mixed with other things and and we you start chewing on all that you recognize bread comes into existence not you don't find a bread tree or a bread plant it's through provision from god but it but it's also through the work of other people and it's not only just the work of one because it takes a farmer it takes a harvester. It takes a miller. It takes somebody to take the milled, you know, all those different things. And we actually, in going and chewing through that, because what does that communicate to us that he chose bread? Well, it communicates that we're meant to work together and with God to to do whatever. That doesn't come unless we dig deep into the sign. And it's it's exactly what what... What is there what else, if we're meant to be wheat, Jesus you know unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground right and dies, wheat doesn't come into existence What does that mean? Well, that's right I mean, one dies and then a multitude of wheat come out of just that one stalk, it produces sixty fold that fruitfulness of the one who dies, I mean you talk about sitting there with with kids ranging from about six six to thirteen. All of these things came up as a result of diving into the sign, talk about polyvalent you know that that there's something about this there's also something about die life, die again, more life, you know the sense that's what that's what it is this being buried, but then rising from, the, rising from the dead in a certain way, we, we, we ground up the actual wheat, whole wheat. We ground it up and said, okay, if we're meant to be wheat, what does that tell us about us? And they were like, well, that would hurt. <laughs> said, so there's some aspect of life that's painful. That makes sense given the fact that this is actually a representation of what happened on the cross, we shouldn't be surprised. It's the perfect symbol. <laughs> Let's take wheat. You pick the grapes. Same same type of thing. You have to have you have to have somebody who grows the grapes. You have to have the person that picks them. You have to bring it to a winery, I guess, or whatever. What happens to those grapes? They get squashed. All I'm saying is is look at the signs that they've that they've given and recognize that, that the day, meaning God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has given to the church and then recognize that not only do we need to teach the invisible, but we can take the actual visible and do things as a family to just watch how it's done. I think bread, we don't see bread made anymore in this day and age. I mean, at least in my house, we don't. I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah, this conversation, I know we're running out of time, but to take this and then also pair it with what you said about your friend who looked at the Apple logo and saw the right, apple exactly. that was eaten yeah. by Adam and Eve, and that's actually a very medieval way of seeing, uh-huh. which is everything that you looked at was sort of, had a had a veiling over it of Christianity, right? So if you looked at a tree, you thought about the cross, right? Right. If you looked at a a, a cave you thought about Christ's tomb right you know and i think trying to maybe be more like that even th- you know as much as i love my apple products that's not the most important thing what your friend said about that logo he's he's seeing with the eyes of faith in that sense and that's right. a good way to sort of rebel against the right. secular culture the secular culture that we live in is is, is to see our world in that Older way again of always, always looking with the eyes of
1: faith at everything. And typically they're going to deny. That's what, that's what they were. You you're overreacting, you know, you're, you're not. And and I think we've got to recapture that with our kids and let them see and just ask them questions. Okay. What is this? What might this teach us about who God Mm -hmm. is and what he's trying to accomplish? Because that is a Christian way of looking at it. It's not Mm -hmm. just medieval. It is really a Christian way Mm -hmm. because we believe visible and invisible are connected Mm-hmm. and are meant to be connected. So I know um, we're down here. I didn't, I'm sorry if I stole your thunder. I would say there. Colossians one fifteen will be our verse uh, for the day um, and on Jesus being the image of the invisible God to remind us of that. And then um, as we draw here, I know, to the very end, um, <coughs> I'd just like to remind you guys that um pray, Parent with purpose and prepare for God to amaze you. And he will. God bless you guys. Thanks for the time. See you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to this local production of Red Sea Catholic Radio. Tune in next week at the same time to hear Trey and Stephanie Cashin share more on the mystery of parenthood.